Old Fashioned Football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added pick'em scorchers where you can win a hundred times. That's right, turn five dollars into five hundred in one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away a hundred thousand dollars. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Last minute tickets? Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. We're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And don't forget, we're giving away $3,000 in our NFL Second Chance for Survivor Contest presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. Free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Hey, what's up? This is Sam Acho, and you're listening to Old Fashioned Football. Old Fashioned Football. Make this deal right now, this pancake eating mother. All right, deal. Old fashioned football. Welcome, welcome to old fashioned football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. What a day to be alive because we got waivers and whiskey. We'll get to all that, but but if you're wondering who you're listening to, this is J Mark. You can find me on the X at J Mark Football. You can find us on the X at Old Fashioned FB. And who do I mean by us? Well, before I keep going to the waivers and whiskey, why don't I introduce my co-host on the pod and in life? That's right. You can find her on X at the Mer Mark. You can call her Miranda if you want to be all formal, but I like to call her Mer because I'm not very formal, I suppose. Uh, Mer, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Justin. How could I do poorly after all the energy you just brought me? <laughs> that's right. That's right. A lot of energy. Um, tired as shit, not going to lie, but that's okay. We had a great mm-hmm. weekend. We did. We just keep for, we're always so, so busy. Life just gets busy. It gets that way, but we don't help ourselves. We just pile it on and keep piling it on. Yes. We had an amazing weekend with friends in nashville first time being in nashville yeah and yeah i went to the georgia vanderbilt game go georgia go dogs uh we we repped the dogs the red kind of filled the stadium not a good turnout for vanderbilt at their home but they don't have a great football team anyways um didn't have great tailgaters either like we were uh not the first people there, but close to. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, those people got to step we up just, their game. We represent in Iowa for tailgating. We just, That's right. everybody shows up to tailgate. So it was, it was odd. It was an odd scene there. We will use any excuse to start drinking as Iowans. <laughs> I feel probably. Like. <laughs> Have you seen that? This reminds me of like the United States map of candy bars and each like state has like the popular candy there and when it's iowa it's bush light bush light there's no candy just not candy just bush light (laughs) yes that that i have seen that and that is funny (laughs) um we uh saw a little bit of nashville after the game Mm -hmm. went to some different restaurants and bars my one takeaway was the old fashions were not that great uh the the one the last one we had i'll talk about that in a second yeah we did go there which was a it was a bacon old-fashioned and the single barrel four roses was bacon fat washed and it was like drinking whiskey that Mm -hmm. has been flavored with the best bacon fat flavor oh my god it spoke to my heart by that i mean it probably clogged my (laughs) arteries but it was good no that i mean what did you want to speak to that in a moment about that's why i was going to say it go ahead oh okay I was just going to talk about the shitty ones first, but you wanted to jump right to the positive, and that's no, okay. No, people want to hear about what's good. We don't need to talk about the shitty. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. No, but um, no, it was good. I tried. I did not. I was a little more adventurous, got a, a gin drink. I either go – calm down. I love my whiskey, but my second is gin. Yeah. So right. I wanted something more light. I mean, tailgating at starting at 7. 7.30 is by when we 7.15, yeah. we were there. Um, 
and then finishing our night at a it was it was a little speak it wasn't a speakeasy but there, there's speakeasy no code ish. word to get in but yeah. it had that vibe yeah um that was a cool place ended my night i needed something lighter than whiskey <laughs> 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 when you that's fair when you uh partake in festivities all day long <laughs> yes yeah yeah no it makes um, for a long day but no too. that was that was a good old-fashioned and i have said it before you can't go wrong with four roses in an old-fashioned that used to be my go-to yeah the single um, barrel and that's yes. what that was yeah so you know yeah. having it out somewhere and having that in your old-fashioned like and it was a good one yeah absolutely Mm-hmm. Uh, just a quick preview. We're going to be talking about injuries, studs and duds and uh, waiver wires, of mm-hmm. course. Got to get to the waivers and whiskey, waivers and whiskey. But real quick, let's do a little a uh, shout out to the chat. If you're not watching us live mm-hmm. and you're listening on the pod, get on over to YouTube.com slash Old Age Fashion Football. Gary says, hot damn. Make sure you check out Gary's show, IDP Pro Players Pod. That one always Gets me a little tongue-tied, but uh, i tell you what's not tongue-tied. That's Gary and uh, all the defensive, uh, brilliant minds that he mm-hmm. brings to the table. If you play IDP, you absolutely have to go over there. But even if you don't, uh, go check it out because it is entertaining. It's a lot of fun. Um, shout out to Nick Fortune. It was such a nice birthday present that Murr lost me in fantasy football this weekend. You And on your birthday, Nick, you asked, you said that... My gift to you could be losing, and I never intended to lose. That just tells you how my weekend went for fantasy football. Yeah. It started with the Bears game. It yeah. Was- the Bears game was rough. Greg checking in mm-hmm. saying Nashville isn't known for their old fashions. Uh, I, I'm finding that out, apparently. I, I was Speaking of the old fashions we had in Nashville, there was one more that was really good. Do you remember which one it was? No. What? No. Um, Friday night, I can't remember the name of the restaurant. Oh, yes. But it right. was, um, we went out and to a Mexican restaurant was, yeah, there. Yeah. And their old fashions with mezcal. Yeah. Were... It was a, uh, <laughs> let me see if I learned from Josh correctly. A Oaxacan, Oaxacan, O A X A C A N, Oaxacan, I believe he said it. <laughs> I didn't even try to pronounce it. And then he said it beautifully mm-hmm. when he ordered it. And I'm like, uh, I wasn't even going to try that it, old but... fashioned was very good. Yes. It, it had... was very different and yeah. it was good. Smoky. It was nice. Very smoky. smoky. Uh, barely any like mezcal, no, we had the whole table getting old fashioned yeah. after we. That's yeah. how good they were. Mm-hmm. Everybody's pushing their sangrias and everything else aside. I mean, like, we need that old fashioned. Yes. Uh, Kathy checking in bacon and bourbon can't go wrong. I agree. Mm-mm. Gary says gin and juice, old school. And Bronson <laughs> says, would you trade T- Trevor Lawrence and Addison for Lamar or Herbert or Tua? Getting right to the football. Just yeah. cutting this bourbon talk. Like, That's enough. right. Let's let's get to the trade. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, we're just going down the line here. No, Calm this down is good. over there, okay. swinging your arms all around. You know, I talk with my hands. It's really hard for me to be on this podcast and not have my hands up I in know. the air. <laughs> we need to get you a gavel that you can just hit every now and then. Uh Trade Trevor Lawrence and, and Jordan Addison. Now, Trevor Lawrence is um, he's undergoing some some looks into his knee, mm-hmm. I guess, MRI and all that. It's just expected to be day to day. Addison, I don't mind trading him away because he just hasn't been as involved as I expected. Yeah, he got the touchdown with Justin Jefferson out. And yes, I expect his production to go up a little bit with Jefferson out. But I think that Vikings team, even though they just beat us, I think they're going to struggle without Justin Jefferson. So trade him for Lamar or Herbert or Tua. It's hard to go wrong with Tua. That offense is electric. It is it's so amazing. If you have the wide receiver, I mean, depth to get rid of Addison, I don't think you can go wrong with mm-hmm. all three of those guys. But for me, it goes Tua, mm-hmm. Lamar, and then Herbert. Lamar just because of Lamar's rushing. rushing. Yeah. I, I, if that was a toss up for me between Lamar or Herbert, Tua would be my first pick as well. Yeah. Yeah. That, that situation. they're just, that team is just built on speed. So, yeah. And that's what mm-hmm. I would do, Bronson. Thanks for checking in. Don't forget to hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe, all that stuff. We appreciate it. And last but not least, Greg says, sorry about your bears. Uh, the, <laughs> the guy living up in Minnesota there, I'm sure very happy to see. <laughs> The Vikes get the win. We should have had that. I still think if if Fields doesn't go out, that we have that. Um, it's a hard spot for special agent, Bajent, to be thrown into. But I thought he did all right once he got a little settled down, obviously through that game or that interception mm-hmm. that uh, 
sealed the game for the Vikings, but I thought he did decent. And our defense has really stepped up their play. I, I have been impressed with that. But before we keep going, what are we drinking today? Oh, yeah. What are we drinking? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are drinking one that we hadn't, well, I at least hadn't heard of before we saw it. Yeah. But we're drinking Joseph Magnus Triple Cast Finish Bourbon. Yes. Um. More on that. More on that to come. We have, I like the background and history on this one. So we'll get back to that later on in the show. But the old fashioned with it is pretty good. Yeah. No, I agree. It is very good. Um, before we keep going, I want to remind you, and I just realized I don't have a little uh, thing to show you here. So we're just going to do that. The SGPN Second Chance Survivor. Are you already knocked out of your NFL Survivor? Don't worry. We got you covered with the SGPN Second Chance Survivor presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. If you've been a DGen with SGP for a while, you'll remember Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties helped out when the world shut down and they had to do some betting on like Madden and stuff like that. $3,000 <laughs> is up for grabs. Winner take all starts this weekend. So sign up now. You don't want to miss out. It's free. Free to win three thousand dollars i can't believe they made this free go to sports gambling podcast.com slash survivor that's sports gambling podcast.com slash survivor we're also brought to you by underdog fantasy underdog has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long and they've just introduced scorchers go five for five in pick em scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100 times payout and for a limited time underdog is extending their first deposit bonus of up to $500 who doesn't love that $100,000 Sundays continue over on underdog fantasy 10 lucky winners will win $10,000 each this week yeah and I got a, a spicy five time bet here or five pick bet here for you for tonight so if you're listening tomorrow you're missed out that's why you got to get over to youtube and watch us but i'm gonna go Dak prescott higher than two sacks taken gerald everett lower than 26 and a half receiving yards justin herbert higher than 10 and a half rushing yards austin eckler is back i'm gonna go higher than 49 and a half rushing yards the cowboys have the 10th uh bottom 10 as far as rush defense goes and then cd lamb we know that prescott loves throwing it to this guy we're going higher than eight targets. I like it, Justin. So what are you guys waiting for when you sign up with promo code SGPN? Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $500. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. And we are back. Should we talk about uh, a little bit of some injuries? Because oh my gosh, there's a long list. It's like uh, the old <laughs> school mean, things like, where you roll, roll it out, <laughs> it goes down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to start with a pain point for me. Uh, this is affecting me in my dynasty league. Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Possible surgery on his shoulder. Um, He could out. He could end up being out for the rest of the year. Yeah, they're still weighing the decisions there. That sucks. Gardner Minshew, <laughs> who we, we mentioned this last week, and he did not look good this week. <laughs> no, little Minshew mania did not take off. Uh -oh. Also injured Josh Allen. He's got a shoulder injury expected day to day. He didn't miss the game or anything, but this is concerning. Last year he had an elbow injury and for several weeks did not look like the same guy. So his backup is Kyle Allen, who he took like two snaps uh, last night before Josh Allen came back in the game. But uh, I can tell you one of those Allens is way better. <laughs> yes. And I feel a little bit attacked with these quarterbacks because Justin Fields, who is my quarterback in multiple leagues, he injured his thumb during the game. Yeah. I was nervous that maybe it was broken. I was, I don't know. We found out it's just dislocated. Yeah, dislocated. Just dislocated his right thumb. He's doubtful. So, special agent Bajan, <laughs> who I, I really like. He's got a great story out mm -hmm. of Shepherd University in West Virginia there. Small school, but he set a hell of a lot of records. Yeah, they said that his thumb dislocated. They were able to pop it back in cleanly. No surgery needed, but it's all a matter of the swelling needs to go down so he can grip, yeah, the, to football. grip the football. Yeah, yeah, that's his throwing arm. So. Yeah, Deshaun Watson, even though he was questionable the day or the week of his injury, still missing games. He's day to day with shoulder shoulder injury, and PJ Walker just came in and beat the San Francisco 49ers. So maybe yes. they don't need Watson. Yeah. Nick, how'd you like that? If you're still listening. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about the next one too. Trevor Lawrence that we just mm -hmm. talked about MRI on his knee. He's considered day to day. 
I don't, I never want anybody to be injured, obviously, mm-hmm. but I would like to see him miss a game. Let's, let's let him get healthy, let him rest that knee. And I know all the Iowa fans and people want to see CJ Beathard, but uh, my CFL fandom wants to see Nathan Rourke was amazing for the BC Lions before he got hurt last year. Had a really amazing preseason uh, snaps and some plays. Just looked electric. I want to see him get a shot at starting in the NFL. So I, I want You're Trevor to rest his knee, and I want Nathan Rourke <laughs> in there. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy G, he has a back injury. Um, it's better than they initially thought, but he's likely going to be out next week. Brian Hoyer, backup. Yeah, and we talked about this on the NFL Gambling Podcast, me and Moneyline Mac, and it was like Brian Hoyer revenge game because he was on the Bears for a while. However, mm-hmm. he's been on almost every team. He's, it seems so, like he's I mean, is, he, years, is every so. game a revenge right. game that he starts? <laughs> and then finally, it feels like this should wrap up the injury report. This is just wrapping up the quarterbacks. Just the quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill, ankle injury. Uh, it's the same ankle as last mm-hmm. year. He missed time. He missed a game or two with that. So this could be Malik Willis or for the first time, Will Levis. Malik Willis came in for him in the game, but they were noncommittal on who will get the start if Tannehill misses. And I was preseason. I was talking about Will Levis. And yeah, it should be Will Levis. Mm-hmm. Malik Willis, sorry, but you are not good. No. So I'm I'm hoping it's Will Levis and I'm anxious to see how he's going to do. Yeah, agreed. Let's move on to the running back injuries. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just start at the top here with the lions, both Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery have injuries. Gibbs missed the last two games. He's trending in the right direction though. Montgomery, it seems like he's going to be sidelined for a couple yeah. games with his rib cartilage issue. Yeah, it's a cartilage mm-hmm. issue. I'm assuming there's a little tear there. Uh, that's a painful thing. It is thing. a painful thing. I injured my like, well, I guess not my, my my floating ribs, you know, the floating ribs at the bottom of your yeah. cage. Um, back in high school, flip flops, those plastic, like they were, I don't know, like the, they look like a spongy flip flop with the clear plastic underneath. Penny female are listeners about? are listening. You'll know what I'm talking about. Anyway, they have no traction. And my parents' deck is the, oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Composite. Composite. Yeah. Decking. I ran down the back steps and just slipped. And then my ribs hit each step on the way down. Oh, that's fun. It hurt for months, <laughs> months. But there was like nothing. It's your, it's not broken. It's yeah. those like little ribs down there. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> little ribs down there. <laughs> it was, it's painful though. It's painful. Yeah. It hurts to breathe, hurts to move, hurts to bend. Yeah. Okay. Continue. <laughs> All right. Well, the, you just talked about two, by the way, I hope they don't run any um, plays to the left since he's trending in the right direction. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Jameer Gibbs, you said he's trending in the right direction. So I hope they don't run any plays to the left. Since he's probably okay. down training in the left. We're done. <laughs> uh, Rams running backs also a pair mm-hmm. banged up. Kyron Williams, who I was such a non-believer in, and then he ran for 158 yards and a touchdown, sprained an ankle. He could miss a week or two. And Ronnie Rivers, the backup, also injured. He suffered a grade three PCL. It's likely to sign him four to five weeks, sideline him four to five weeks. They're gonna put him on IR, my guess is so. Pay attention to what the Rams are going to do at running back. I know Evans is there. Uh, I believe that's Zach Evans, who does not have a lot of experience. So they they might bring somebody in. Maybe this is Leonard Fournette's time. Maybe Fournette enters the mix, finally gets a job. He's been a free agent, but saying he's ready. Maybe Fournette's back in and picks it up with the Rams. And to end our running back list, Christian McCaffrey, he's undergoing an MRI on an oblique injury. Yeah, um, nothing says surprise like CMC's injured. Uh, he hasn't. No timeout. Last year he, he stayed healthy. Yes. Yes. I okay. Agree. So they, they said they were going to manage his workload this year, and they have done the exact opposite. They haven't beast, managed his though, workload. He's been. Oh, you got to manage it with you Christian do. McCaffrey, you though. Do. Yeah, two wide receivers injured. Uh, speaking of the 49ers, Debo, Debo Samuel. Yeah, mm-hmm. shoulder injury day to day, and Chris Olave has a toe injury and is questionable. Now wrap that, is, that thing up and just go. No, that is, yeah, that is not like uh, we were listening uh, on our drive and it was mm. Collinsworth said somebody had a foot slash toe injury. Not he, he just Yeah, I, I was like, OK, nothing says reading from a teleprompter, like reading out the slash. Yeah, right. Yeah. Foot slash toe. Um, and then I believe you were sleeping on the drive at the time that they uh, announced that he was out with a toe. That's exactly how they out with a it. toe. He's out with a toe. It's just like. Well, they all have toes, but anyways. <laughs> with a toe. Catch I just, 
Okay. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Catching up with the chat. Greg wants to know best tailgate spot in Iowa, Ames or Iowa City. He says it's Ames. The Niners, Brock Purdy, uh, disagree. Iowa City. I guess I've never tailgated either, sadly. But um, (laughs) I tell you what is not the best tailgate spot for Iowa fans, and that's Nebraska and Lincoln. Lincoln. Oh my God! So yeah, Uh, (laughs) we need to go into those stories, and or maybe we do. (laughs) I don't know. Fortune says if Forty Niners are going to lose, Mer, we lost the best way we could. By a missed field goal, I disagree. Um, Is that the best way to lose by your kicker? <laughs> right. Welcome back. Philly Mike OG said, did you guys see the Cowboys and Chargers pregame fight? Punches are thrown. I did not, but that's uh, that's interesting, and it's going to make for a chippy game then, most likely. Yeah, we didn't see it, but that, yeah. we That we, happened during the, the heard Browns about and it. Niners mm-hmm. game, too. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's who I'm thinking of, the Browns and Niners. Yeah, yeah. Chargers-Cowboys okay. is tonight, so. We, we couldn't have seen that. Yes, <laughs> it's been a long day. Language. I, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's been a long day. Well, first of all, we're exhausted. I'm tired from yes. sleeping in the car yesterday. Right. Yeah. Right. No, travel still makes you tired, whether yes. you're it, well, driving or what. Drinking all day on Saturday I makes you tired as well. I had a hangover. I'm just going to say it. I was hungover yesterday for the first time in a long time. I Yes. What? I said I was not. Oh, I thought you said she was not. I was like, what are you talking about? I was not. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. You know what we should talk about next? Sir throws a lot. Yeah. Sir throws a lot. Let me get my little whiskey clicker. And why don't we let our buddy bring it in here? This is Jim Miller, former Chicago Bears quarterback. And now it's time for Sir Throws a Lot. Thank right. you, Jim. Take it away, Mer. Okay. I was just talking about how horrible this guy looked, but somehow... He was still sir throws a lot this week. Gardner Minshew threw for 55 passes. He went 33 for 55 for 329 yards and a touchdown, but also threw an interception in a 17-point loss to the Jags. Yeah, I really expected him to uh, do better than that. Before we move on to studs and duds, one more question from Greg here mm-hmm. that uh, I like this question. How much of the whiskey for May Spirits do you still have, over or under 50%? I think under for for what we bought at a spirits for the uh, fantasy football expo. Is that what he's okay? Well, we have, I would say under because we did giveaways. We did we, some giveaways. We, we sampled a lot. Like we, we had a lot drank of a decent mo- amount of the keeper's heart. <laughs> the keeper's heart is like, there's nothing left of keeper's heart. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we've, what we have left, we have one. What do you want to call that? Handle. Handle. Handles, Why couldn't I actually. think of the word handle? See, this is bad. We have <laughs> two of the three handles left, actually. I thought we, but the second has been cracked into. Yeah, a little bit. It was much. opened. Yeah. And then we do have another bottle of the Ezra Brooks rye. Yes. And that's However, about... we did share some of it. The rock and rye that we bought, we took to the casino um, with your family, and we've shared that. We took mm-hmm. some this weekend, so... So it's not all. But that's us, like Greg. gone now. Whatever is left in that bottle yeah. from this week is gone. That yes. that's the end of it. Thanks, Flounder. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little studs and duds. Let's do it. You've been uh, actually before we do that. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about how you don't have to stress over buying tickets anymore. You know why? Because of game time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. We just went to that Georgia Vandy game, and I saw tickets still available. You could get them last minute, and it's killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have. Who has time to plan ahead? Plus, my favorite part you've heard me say it before if you listen to us images of seat views, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all this fun stuff. Forget planning months and events, game time months in advance. Game time has deals <laughs> on tickets right up to the day of the event. And like I said, all those flash, flash deals for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. That's right. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, they credit you 110% of the difference. They're not offering that because you're going to be out there finding it. They're not paying that. Give me a break. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps in your set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your junk. Nobody likes digging through their junk. Shout out to... uh 
Manscaped. Snag the tickets without the stress. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into the Fame the hall of fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with hall of fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com use code sgpn to get 50 percent off your first month today start researching start winning with hall of fame bets today now back to old-fashioned football and we are back now we can talk about the studs and duds i know you've been liking the studs so why don't you uh stick with the studs that's why you married me go on <laughs> oh boy all right, quarterback Jared Goff, the highest. Excuse me, don't you mean Jared Goof? <laughs> as I, you nicknamed him, I might have been referring to him as Jared Goof. Jared Goof <laughs> last week. Jared Goof is a stud. Come on, he's a stud this week. But I had a debate if I was starting him, which I did. So Jared Goff or Goof, however you want to call him was projected 14.2 and he finished with 22.42 this is the highest no it's not the highest the highest quarterback score so far so far this yeah. week was only 22.48 so only 0.06 points higher and that was Tua who was projected 20.6 so he was pretty close to his projection so Goff yeah is the basically the only quarterback stud this week. Yeah, and not to interrupt you, but your point oh six just reminded me that okay. uh, I meant to tout this earlier in Nick Fortune's league. I am advancing to six and O oh with a point two win <sighs> somebody, over Brandon. I, I mean, I shouldn't wish this on you, but somebody <laughs> needs to beat him because I will never hear. I need to remain the only Mark who has gone undefeated. No, I'm coming for that this year. <laughs> Extra, extra game from when you used to do it since the NFL season's longer. It is going to eclipse you. I'll be able to tout that I have. I more can't wins. have him have these breaking <laughs> rights. I will never hear the end of it. He will basically say that my undefeated season is irrelevant and doesn't count because I didn't have an extra week of That's games. That's right. We can't have this happen, people. All right. Somebody in that league beat him. <laughs> right. You're in that league. So uh, I guess I got to beat you. You got to do it. Yeah. Have we played each other in that league? Yeah. We have. Yeah. So Anyways, obviously. Continue. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm <clears throat> losing my voice a bit here. It's all that yelling at the dogs game. Yelling all weekend. All that. Well, yelling <laughs> at the dogs, yelling at people. Well, not yelling <laughs> not at me. people, but it's loud there. It's just loud. Everywhere we went was so loud. That's so true. many people. Yeah. And I feel like you had to like I talk loud anyway. And it's not good. And... It's not good for somebody like me whose hearing is not great. And when there's so much noise, I have a really hard time. Hearing what people are I saying. would really like you to just go to the ear doctor. Talk about the studs. <laughs> You're like, we're not going here. <laughs> he needs to get his ear. It, no. Yes. It, it's the tinnitus. Has nothing no, to it's do not with just that. that. It is. It's I, the we... Talk about the studs. <laughs> He's hitting me under the table <laughs> like you knock it off right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to be in the doghouse. That's right. Okay. <laughs> At running back, we have a couple studs here. Raheem Mostert was projected 16.8, finished with 32.7. We have Travis Etienne, who is projected 15.6 and finished with 21.8. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Wide receiver. Adam Thielen projected 12.5, finished with 23. Rahid Shahid, my man, who I have not relied on. Like, he he did really – he was exciting at the beginning of the season. Um, but he, you know, not somebody I feel like you can always start. But he finished – I don't even know if I said his projection. Projected 6.2. Finished with 17.3. And at tight end, we have Dalton Schultz and Michael Mayer for our studs this week. Dalton Schultz was projected 7.2. Finished with 14.1. And Michael Mayer, 2.3 was his projection, and he finished with 10. We were uh, we were high on Dalton Schultz to go into the season. We had not seen his production, really. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
this is the kind of game that I thought he would have a game where the rookie relies on him. Mm-hmm. And they even mentioned in the, in the broadcast that you think Dallas misses this guy. I absolutely think they do. I'm going to go over the duds. Mm-hmm. Going to start with Russ Wilson. Big surprise projected 17 point, 17 points finished with 6.9. He was on our sit list for a reason. And then Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, 16.2 finished with 7.7. Sorry, Nick running backs, Damian Pierce. Ouch. We mm-hmm. have this guy. He's our main running. He's back. our main running back in our listener league. So, but guess what? Damian we still Pierce. won uh, our second. <laughs> we did. Win we in pulled off our second win. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. He's got one player left. But as long as Ceedee Lamb doesn't get thirty points, we won. Well, that's not. Gonna... No, it's not going to happen. Let's just knock on wood. All right, Damian Pierce, eleven point <laughs> eight, finished with three point four. Amari Demacado, who we were big on for the waivers, we'll talk a little bit about this mm-hmm. Cardinals thing in a little bit. But he was projected nine, finished with two point two. Wide receivers, Devontae Adams, not used to seeing him as a dud. No, but he was a big one this week. Yeah, projected sixteen, finished with three point nine. T Higgins projected eleven point six, finished with three. Maybe that rib injury is still bothering him. Tight ends, Cole Komet, ouch. This bit me in the ass. Yeah, projected eight. Point seven finished with 1.9. I saw him get picked up so much in leagues, and I was like, I didn't even realize he was available and on the waiver. Well, he's been a top 10 tight end. And yeah, so and you then, should be starting, in my opinion, you should be starting him. Not if you when have he looks him. like that. Not when he looks like that, but, but how do we know that was going to happen? George Kittle, fresh off a three touchdown game, projected only 8.1, couldn't get that done, finished <laughs> with 0.6. Again, another person you're probably starting at tight end if you have him. Yeah. By the way, our Mark 57 put you in the boiler shed to load wood. That's that's how you're going to be in the doghouse. <laughs> no? No. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk a little? I mean, this is the waivers and whiskey show. Should we talk a little waivers? Let's do it. That is, I mean, that's why we're here. That's why we're here for you on Monday night. I mean, I'm here for the whiskey. But... Whiskey and waivers. <laughs> but yes. You want to kick it off? Or you want me to? I will let you kick it off. You're going to let me kick I'm it gonna off. I'm going to let you kick it off. Well, I'm going to go with, uh, I hate saying this, but Falcons quarterback Desmond Ritter is only uh, rostered. I almost said owned. That's a nay nay. Only rostered in 5.2%. Yeah, you can't own people. You can't say that. Uh, rostered in 5.2% of leagues, so not a lot. And the Falcons have been passing the ball a lot better than we originally saw, which I think for the Falcons you shouldn't be, but they are. And he's had over 300 yards in the past two games. He also had three total touchdowns, one two weeks ago, two this week. He did have three interceptions against commanders, but if they're going to be throwing the ball a lot more, that's bound to happen. And Drake London showing up, Kyle Pitts showing up. I mean, Kyle Pitts had a touchdown. Nobody had that on their bingo card because he's been bad. I think Ritter could be a sneaky play, (laughs) especially we got some bye weeks coming up here. I forgot who's on bye week. I'll look that up when you're giving yours out. But, uh, yeah, I would just spend 5% fab. Who you got? I have the Saints' Derek Carr. He is only rostered in 15% of leagues. And Carr, he started to click last week, and it looks like his shoulder is finally healthy. He threw for 353 yards and a touchdown. They have some defenses coming up that I feel like they can take advantage of, such as the Jags, the Colts, the Bears, obviously, and the Vikings. Um they also have the fantasy football playoffs starting against the Giants. I think it's good to, you know, look further out there. And Carr has he has good weapons like Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas. So anyway, if you're needing a quarterback due to all these quarterback injuries we just threw at you. Yeah. It depends on desperation here. You might want to go a little more, but maybe 5% of your fab. Yeah. By the way, on buys this week, there's a lot of them. The Bengals, the Cowboys, the Jets, the Panthers, the Texans, mm-hmm. and the Titans. We had a, only two teams on a buy this past week. Yes, yeah, so now we're hitting a lot of buys. Mm-hmm. If you have those players, you're going to have to look elsewhere. And I'm going to start right with the Texans. So maybe this is somebody that you can get cheap because he's not on the radar of people looking for, for this coming week. But Devin Singletary, rostered in 27.3% of leagues. We said how Damian Pierce was a dud. Well, that's because he did not play the the, uh, the majority snap share at running back. It was Devin Singletary who played 54% of the snaps compared to Pierce's 46%. Pierce carried the ball 13 times for 34 yards. Singletary had 12 on 58 and a catch. So he, was, he uh, did more with his mm-hmm. carries as well. The Texans may start using Singletary more. It looks like he's fitting that scheme better. So that that's a little scary for us that drafted Damian Pierce and spent some hard-earned cash on him. 
Um, but uh, it is what it is. I, I'm just thinking 10 to 15 percent. I wouldn't go crazy. This is again, this is something that you're trying to get ahead of. You're thinking like, well, I'm starting to see a, a shift in this backfield here. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely something to monitor. Right. And if you're nervous about that Christian McCaffrey injury, you might want to look at picking up 49ers Jordan Mason. He's only rostered in 1.4% of leagues. I really think you need to keep a close eye on McCaffrey's injury. Elijah Mitchell hasn't been healthy, but he did suit up this week. And Mason got the red zone carries. He's yeah. scored um, in each of the past two games. And if Christian McCaffrey is out, he's definitely worth picking up and potentially starting on a team that we know running backs generally have a lot of success on. Yeah, for sure. So if CMC is out for multiple games, I'd spend a decent chunk of your fab here. I would go probably 20%. Yeah, this is a good running football team. Mm -hmm. So I agree with that. And just as a little bonus, I'm not going to dive deep mm -hmm. into this, but Cardinals, Damian Williams, he's rostered in 0% of leagues. We saw that Keontae Ingram was listed as RB1 on the depth chart. I thought Amari DeMarcado was still going to do better because the guy looked electric, but they only gave him two carries. And it was Damian Williams, though, that had the majority carries in the backfield. I, nobody saw that coming, I don't think. I mean, I certainly didn't. They didn't on the depth chart have it listed that way, but that's definitely something to, in, to monitor the Cardinals' backfield there. Because we know James Conner is going to be out for a while. So keep an eye on that. And at 0% rostered, if you're desperate, he's likely available. I guess I said I wasn't going to dive deep in, but that was. But um, you sure did. <laughs> you dove deep on that one. So let's move on to wide receivers. I have Kendrick Bourne on my list. Patriots, wide receiver Kendrick Bourne is rostered in 20.4% of leagues. I don't like this guy, by the way. That's fine. You don't have to. <laughs> He started the season lighting it up with six receptions on 11 targets for 64 yards and two touchdowns in week one. He was targeted nine times in week two. Then he dropped to five then to three targets and then five targets yeah. the next three games. So they finally got him back in the mix of the majority target share this weekend as he was targeted 11 times again. He caught 10 of those for 89 yards. This Patriots team has been pretty bad offensively, yeah. but they do better when Bourne is targeted a lot. Therefore, I think they need to start making sure that he gets a lot of the targets. Yeah, agreed. So he's somebody who I'm really liking picking up because they. I, I feel like they're going to need to get him more involved. Yeah, I don't. So, Go ahead. Sorry. Why Why don't you like him? I, say, I don't like him because he has that huge first week. And I'm like, man, this guy's going to cook on this team. They're throwing the ball more. So then I start mm -hmm. him because I had him. I started him the, the second week and it's like, ah, he got, he got targeted bit, nine times. He got bit but once and yeah, well, it no, he, he was targeted nine times. I'm like, ah, his score wasn't great, but they're mm -hmm. still getting him involved. So I started him again the next week, even though his score wasn't great. And then it drops. But those weeks and that so it dropped to like offensively, the Patriots were. Right, right. No, I know that. But then I put him on my bench and he has a game like this. So to him, you can't deal with the inconsistency <laughs> there. Right. It's, I don't feel like inconsistent to me is like every other week they're having, yeah. you never know when to start him. We saw that dip and maybe you shouldn't have started him. <laughs> well, you didn't, you pulled him I after pulled that. him. Yeah. After week but, two. um, I don't know. Yeah. How much fab? 10%. 10%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's hard. I mean, Throwing a percentage on the fab, I feel like at this point in the season is tough because there are some people who have blown all their fab already, mm -hmm. which is I fine. Can't. There There's a league where I am suffering with fab because I'd never been enough. Right. I yeah. never been enough for these players, but it's, but I have to stick to my, like, I don't want to be screwed later. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I've spent, I'm spending my fab. <laughs> never mind. But, you missed my oh my gosh. Get out of here. <laughs> Who do you have at wide receiver? I got Jonathan Mingo rostered in 12.3%. He's more of a long shot play. However, Panthers are going to turn, turn their offensive play calling. It was just announced. Frank Reich said he's not doing the offensive play calling anymore since they've had such a terrible start. And he's turning it over to the offensive coordinator, the guy that they hired to run the offense. Woo. Mm -hmm. uh, Thomas Brown. Now, Brown is going to want to make a splash, right? They have a bye week this coming week. 
and then they're going to turn around. And I think they have a chance at winning that game because the, the, we always see this. If, if uh, offensive play calling changes, the team seems to come out fired up. They're going to run a little bit of a different offense. It's still the same playbook, but they're going to run it in a little different way, maybe do some different cadences. And so the defensive team does not have a view on what that's going to look like, so they can't plan as well. Now, I, I know Adam Thielen is the dude on that team. However, Adam Thielen is kind of an old guy. So I feel like this is a good pickup, even, even if you need to stash him on the bench in case Thielen gets hurt. Yes. Isn't he 27? Thielen? No, I think he's in his <clears> 30s. Why did I? Hold on. Anyways. I recently did a trade where I got Thielen, and I know I looked up his age. Well, it seems like he's old as balls. But uh, anyways, I think Brown's going to want to make a splash. That's going to involve the rookie, Mingo. How old is he? <laughs> 33. 30, yeah, I thought so. Uh, hey, you think that's old as balls? For a football player, yes. Not for a podcaster. Um, <laughs> or not for a wife. Uh, <laughs> I would, uh, I wouldn't spend a lot of fab, but you know, the year three to 5% range, likely not on a lot of people's radar because they have mm -hmm. that buy and he hasn't done a ton yet, but I kind of like giving him a shot. Let's okay. talk about your tight end. Let's talk about it. As you stomp my foot accidentally. <laughs> Do you have <laughs> shoes on? Yeah. Yeah. I can tell. <laughs> They're my house shoes. My house on the shoes. All right. Well, my arch. I, I wore just got smushed. <laughs> <laughs> I wore shoes yesterday that were completely flat and I have a very high arch. They don't, didn't support me like my arches. And yeah, so I'm making sure I'm wearing my, my tennis shoes today. All right. Fair enough. Who's so, your tight end? Sorry about your toe. So good. I bet it hurt less than when you rolled your chair over mine. All right. Get to your tight end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Raiders, Michael Mayer rostered 1.4% of leagues. He hasn't been involved in the game plan much until the last two weeks. Yeah. Against the Packers last week, he had two catches on three targets for 39 yards. They got him even more involved this week against the Patriots, where he had five catches on six targets for 75 yards. They play the Bears next week. I, I need I say more. They play the Bears next week. Right. <laughs> and Mayor could take ad some advantage against. Our defense <clears throat> has looked better, mind you. But, but we struggle against tight ends. Yeah. The Bears struggle against tight ends. So that is why, like, yeah, that. we, we let Hawkinson have six receptions. Mm -hmm. So you can yes. assume Mayer could get another six. So his upped target volume is a good sign. Yeah. I feel like it should continue. And then just the fact that we they play the Bears this week, I would go yeah. 5%, 10% of your fab. I don't know that Michael Mayer has. I mean, we'll see long term, but definitely this week, I think it's a good start. Yeah. Yeah. A good pickup this week. No, I, I, um, I liked what I saw from the, the highlights. Mm -hmm. I didn't get eyes on the game, but I thought he looked good. So, it, and we just got to take, he was one of the stud tight ends this week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He finished, um, finished really good. So, yeah, I like it. I'm going to go with Cardinals tight end Trey McBride rostered in 0.4% because there's this guy named Zach Ertz there. And I still think he's relevant in this Cardinals offense, but McBride played 58% of the snaps this week. If you're doing math, that's more than 50%. Therefore he played more than Zach Ertz. He had four receptions on 62 yards, finished his tight end 10 this week. I would look for them to continue to get him involved. He is a talented guy. They drafted him last year. Ertz got hurt and he got minimal playing time. However, the, they, I think they're going to keep wanting to work him more and more into the mix because as talented as Ertz is, I think they need young blood on that team and they need to get those young mm -hmm. guys going. I feel like they've lost a little bit of their steam from earlier this season where they were moving the ball really well, but they're still a feisty team. Again, wouldn't go crazy on it. Uh, I would say like 3% of your fab, and I think you'll probably win that. Mm -hmm. I know he was tight end 10, but I still think a lot of people are probably going, eh, it's the Cardinals. You know, right. they're not well, validating eh, that a lot. It's the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, I know, but tight end 10 for this Cardinals <clears throat> player. So mm -hmm. I, I think there are situations where, even though it is the Cardinals, it will help. Before we get to the whiskey, that okay. was, did you have any other waiver? No, info? I don't. I'm ready to get to some questions. All right. We got just <clears throat> two things here. Greg says, show the stream to his daughter. She says, hi, misses you. And she has a new toothbrush with Rapunzel on it. She was most excited about the, to the toothbrush. Uh, <laughs> we met her. We met his daughter at a spirit. She was not buying alcohol. Greg just brought her uh -huh. along to, to meet us, but she was a cutie. And then uh, Chandler 
Costantino says trade away Stroud, Trey Ford, Terry McLaurin, and Cole Komet for Joe Burrow, Jake Ferguson, and Debo? Or do you think I should add Amari Cooper over Terry McLaurin to get a deal done? I don't have a quarterback next week and can only hold two. Mine is Fields and Stroud. So Stroud, Trey Ford, Terry McLaurin, and Komet for Joe Burrow, Jake Ferguson, and Debo. I'm worried about Debo's injury. Mm-hmm. I think you have to watch that. Yeah, but I think Burrow, his calf <laughs> looks good. The problem is, aren't aren't the Bengals on a bye week? Yeah, the Bengals are on a bye, so that's not so going to help you. So if you, if you do week. that, you need to make sure. That's not. Yeah, it's not going to impact you too badly. Well, he just said that he doesn't have a quarterback next week; can only hold two because he has Fields and Strouds. Fields, Fields. See, I can't read all of that. I. Oh, that's what I'm everything you, you Fields, left me or said left my mind. <laughs> Fields is hurt. Stroud is on a bye. Yeah. So you're looking for a quarterback. Well, Joe Burrow is on a bye as well. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to that help doesn't you help you at quarterback. You're still going to have to look for somebody. Yeah, I like the trade. Don't get me wrong, because mm-hmm. I think Joe Burrow's calf looks healthy and they're going to start cooking a lot mm-hmm. better. I mean, we already saw it two weeks ago. He had three touchdowns to Jamar Chase. Last week, I know they didn't put up as many points, but they looked. He looked good. He, he looked good. He's ball. back. Yeah. I th- think it's very safe to say. Yeah, that even he's back. He even scrambled around and like <clears throat> extended a play for ten seconds. So that calf is healthy now. Mm-hmm. I think, and I Which think the Bengals are going to start needed. piling up some wins. But um, but that's that it's not going to help, help you this week. week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. That's that. Let's talk about a little whiskey. I I like this. Are you gonna pour? Or... Yeah, I pour. I'll pour. You talk. You want to yeah, do that? All right. Sounds good. So, like I said earlier, we are drinking Joseph um, Magnus. Hold on. <laughs> Can I have the bottle, please? It has been a Monday. I'm just not on my game. Joseph we Magnus. Were off Friday, so it's like a catch up day. And oh, yeah, Frosia. this has yeah. been a very long Monday. It's been I've been very productive, but I am tired. Yes. So. Joseph Magnus straight bourbon whiskey that is finished in sherry and cognac cast triple finished. Yes. So I'm going to, I just need to show people the oh, bottle here. Fair enough. That's what we're having. Hey, uh, back to our Costco. This was, we haven't Costco mentioned find. Costco for a while. Cause I, I like, I've liked staying away from there, but we saw this. It was too good of a deal to pass up on a whiskey. That's, just sounded like it would be really good. And it is really good in the old fashioned you make. Maybe it's because I, I didn't, or- I peeled the orange peel. Yeah, you're right. That's all that made it good. <laughs> well, you didn't make the whiskey. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> the Joseph A. Magnus and Co. Distillery has been around for more than 135 years. In the midst of the Civil War in 1864, Magnus. Received news that his father had been killed in battle. Well, thanks for that, Downey. And he was to take care of his three younger siblings and had to mature rather quickly. Um, his late father was a merchant, and Magnus became a savvy businessman just like him. He also soon discovered the a niche niche <laughs> yes market <laughs> for wholesale liquors. And by the time he was 26. Which we said he had to mature quickly. I think for a man, that's pretty quickly. I know I didn't feel like a full adult till I was 27. And at the time, you would have been Shots 30. Shots fired. So I feel like you probably matured fully at 30. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Around the same time. Anyway, he had painstakingly built up a liquor empire based out of Cincinnati, Ohio. So Magnus not only focused on the quality and age of his spirits, but on his business methods, he thought excellent whiskey was more than just a pleasant experience for the drinker. It was a way to promote good conversation, close fellowship, and the interchange of good thoughts. In the early 1900s, Magnus came out with the Murray Hill Club, Murray Hill Club, um, and he had advertisements like, give this whiskey a trial once and you'll have no other brand or you'll take no other brand. So clever. Yeah. I'm pretty confident. So whiskey production and sales, um, they were paused in 1918, obviously due to the prohibition. And for the remainder of his life, he enjoyed, but did not get to produce spirits. So the story of Joseph a Magnus began to fade into legend as we saw during that time with other, 
big whiskey makers. And nearly a century later, a discovery was made by his great grandsons. And wouldn't this have been cool? They discovered a 122-year-old Murray Hill Club whiskey. That is cool. So they... How come I never discover anything like that? Yeah, I want to find a 122-year-old <laughs> bottle of whiskey. If we had whiskey makers in our families <laughs> way back in the day. Um, so they they gathered industry veterans to extract a few milliliters from the bottle to taste and test and, if possible, reproduce. The experts were stunned to discover it was one of the best bourbons they had ever tasted. Really? Like, just think of getting to taste that, too. Because we, oh, yeah. we've talked about when we had Dylan Carney on the show. Savage and um, Cook. From Savage and Cook. He had mentioned, you know, like, these like older a, whiskeys is like a time pe- like time capsule. a time capsule and it's a time piece of it's whiskey in that time and how they were making whiskey and what was going into whiskey making from that time so it's you as know as long as it's sealed as long as it's sealed because we have some dusties and one of them was not <laughs> not well, sealed it was sealed back with scotch tape and uh <laughs> the taste was not good some like, really really bad. old scotch tape uh, how long ago do you think that was sealed back up oh i don't even know maybe yeah. 80s i don't know <laughs> So anyway, um, so it was one of the best bourbons they'd ever tasted. And so today, using the same blending and finishing techniques that Joseph Magnus used over 100 years ago, Magnus master blender Nancy Fraley finishes 12-year-old bourbon in a triple cask finishing process using Oloroso sherry, PX sherry, and cognac casks. And... The results are as close as possible to the original Joseph Magnus bourbon in the 122-year-old bottle. Which is interesting because I don't think finishing in other barrels was Mm -hmm. a thing back then. So it just must have been whatever he did with his mash bill gave those flavors. And now they have to finish it in order to get to that. Am I understanding that correctly? Or did was he finishing in different barrels way back then? You know, you're asking me a question I don't have the answer to, Justin. That's fine. Maybe that's... (laughs) That's two things now we need to reach out to different distillers. Yeah, to let's, we out. should let's reach out and ask because yeah. I would like to know because I feel like you see these finishes more in your like craft distilling is such a huge yeah. thing now. And part of craft distilling is finishing these whiskeys in different barrels. And are you OK over there? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Keep it together. <laughs> <laughs> different barrels. And um, yeah. And it's, it's part of why like I enjoy trying all these different whiskeys so much because craft distilling is just opened up this you know yeah huge area where you're not just trying the same bourbons over and over right yeah. from these big name yeah uh distillers anyway <laughs> so even though like today um i believe the distillery is located in holland michigan mm-hmm. but it started in ohio and then magnus had moved to michigan um so in 2015, Joseph A. Magnus & Co. was reestablished in Washington, D.C. And in 2020, they moved the distillery to Holland, Michigan to kind of reconnect the legacy of Joseph Magnus, who spent many of his later years overlooking Lake Michigan and drinking his whiskey since he couldn't make it. Nice. So anyway, for products, they have the bourbon that we're drinking, um, a Murray Hill Club which is a blend of 18-year and 11-year-old bourbons with a 9-year-old late whiskey. They have a a cigar blended bourbon and a gin, which this is just perfect because I just got done saying earlier, whiskey is my main go-to. Gin is second on my list for spirits. So, Yeah, I think I read that Murray Hill Club is like a – it's a very spendy bottle of whiskey. I believe that's in the thousand dollar range. So if you anybody wants to get me <laughs> a Christmas to donate present, to us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're drinking their signature bourbon, uh-huh. which, like you said, finished in sherry and cognac. It's a hundred proof, and uh, ours is batch three fifty nine, bottle seventy four. Uh-huh. And um, so they say, a marriage of straight bourbon whiskey aged in white oak barrels and finished in Oloroso sherry, Pedro Ximenez sherry, and cognac cast. This has won a ton of awards. But the most recent mm-hmm. go- were a uh, this year gold medal at the San Francisco 
world spirits competition, which is, I believe one of the biggest ones in the States. Anyways, that's when you, you see advertised a lot, Mm -hmm. but they also got the gold medal at the New York world wine and spirits competition. So I don't, do you want me to say what I smell or do you want to, I want to say what I smell. I finally, I, cause I already smell something, but go ahead. What do you, what do you get? Wine and caramel. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I get vanilla. You get vanilla. Maybe. You sure it's not vanilla you're smelling? I smell vanilla. No, I smell caramel. Yeah. Okay. I smell vanilla. But Um, wine, you smell the sherry. Yeah. I was, I was looking at her whiskey wheel here Mm -hmm. and, um, this is kind of off topic, but I noticed that under Petey, which that's more of your scotch and stuff. Earthy. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, some of the things under Petey is old Band-Aid and iodine and fish. And if I have any whiskey that has <laughs> any of those in it, I will not be giving it a good recommendation. Um, old Band-Aid. Maybe this is why we don't do a lot of scotch. Old Band-Aids freak me out anyways. Like that's one of the grossest things to me, old Band-Aids. So if I'm tasting an old Band-Aid with a little bit of iodine and fish, I'm not drinking it. I will say though, this says none of those. Uh, well, but, okay. I get like a, um, there's some sort of dried fruit in the mm. taste, but I can't. It's, Wine? No. Well, <laughs> I can't tell if I'm getting like a dried apricot flavor or what exactly but i definitely get a dried fruit flavor and then i do taste a little bit of the vanilla this has a tiny bit of heat not much at all it it drinks very well for 100 proof oh, i haven't tried it yet i've been sniffing it <laughs> giving it's, it a sniff right, and... sniffer become a drinker <laughs> and uh yeah i i really like this this is a very good whiskey mm-hmm. has a, a beautiful oak taste not an overpowering oakiness it's just like the perfect oak bourbon oak taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get some of those wine compliments to it, I believe, from what I'm like tasting, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a skosh of the vanilla, and then there's some sort of dried fruit I'm getting. I, to me, my brain is saying apricot. I don't know if that's right or not, but that's what I'm it's, getting. I don't think it's apricot. I'm right, and you are right as well because we all taste different things. It's good though. It is very good. This is good. It has heat. Yeah, it mm-hmm. does. It does. But it, it's complicated. Bit, this it's is not... co- it's complicated because see, I don't have a lot of heat. It hits initially and then it's gone. Right? It warmed me all the way down to my stomach. <laughs> Fair enough. And I have like I don't know. I have goosebumps. It has heat. It's so good, it gets <laughs> goosebumps. Joseph A. Magnus, so good, it will give you goosebumps. Is that what you're saying? Sure, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying, Justin. You got their new no, marketing, um... marketing slogan going. <laughs> um. You guys can uh, comp me with a bottle of the cigar and the <laughs> blend, the Murray Hill Club. No, for this is good, though. Slogan. Um, I bet we've had it for a couple months now. We haven't tried it. Yeah. So I'm happy we tried it. And it does. It it makes a good old fashioned. We made a basic, not to call your old fashioned, basic, Justin. But a standard. We, it's a we, standard a standard. Old fashioned, basic. Not basic. It's, it's basic. standard. Yeah, that's a basic old fashioned. I ain't no basic bitch. This is a I standard. I didn't call you a fashion. basic bitch. I said it's a basic old fashioned. You just stuck to the muddled sugar cube, um, the Angostura. I always want to say Sutra. Angostura. The and, Kama Sutra bitters. <laughs> I'm oh. just going to call it the Kama Sutra bitters. <laughs> and um, orange your bitters. orange bitters. And I did the orange peel, which yeah. I'm practicing my skills on. Yeah, I don't know why mine's in three. Because I kept breaking pieces, <laughs> Mine's in perfect. <laughs> I actually picked this class because I saw that one had the perfect one. And normally, when choosing between there's two things, I normally look and find which is better. And I let you have that. Well, thank you, Justin. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> but no, this is it's a good old fashioned. Yes. If you get a chance to try Joseph A. Magnus, uh, I think mm-hmm. it's a little pricey because we got a decent deal. But it was still kind of high end. Let me really. let me get you the average price. Yeah, here. it's hard to find on internet because there's always those sellers that are off. But anyways, there was a limit one per customer, so I think we got it on a really good mm-hmm. deal. But um, yeah, I'm seeing ninety to a hundred dollars. Yeah, and I think we got it for what seventy. Seventy. Yeah, so we got a good deal on it, but I do think it's a higher end whiskey. Mm-hmm. But it's it's worth it, definitely. I think it's, it's a very it's good complex. whiskey. It's a complex yeah. whiskey, too. I like that it's complex. I like all the flavors that you're tasting out of it. Yeah. Um, it's good. I yeah. give this one two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. It is very good. 
Uh, let's go ahead and answer a couple questions here. Bronson says, trade Kamara and Michael Thomas for CeeDee Lamb and Pierce or Brian Robinson. I wouldn't do that. I like upgrading Michael Thomas, but you're getting a downgrade in running back. We just talked about how mm-hmm. Pierce was out, out-snapped by Devin Singletary. That deserves a lot of monitoring. Brian Robinson has been a little hit and miss. I really like him, but mm-hmm. Kamara, mm-hmm. If this, especially if this is a PPR league, you want to keep Kamara. You do. And let, like... Um- you do, unless you have who else do you have at running back if you're still here and yeah, can answer that. Uh, Johnny D looking for advice, currently one in five, but yet the highest scoring team in a 10 team PPR league. What would you do? It's starting to become super frustrating when random players pop off for my opponents. I completely understand mm-hmm. that. We, I've been there before. Uh, Toll in Nick's league, I just noticed he's only won one game and is the highest score. I, I know it's tough to do this, but I think you just have to be patient at this point because pretty soon here that that being the high score is going to pay off and you're going to start racking up wins. But I completely get that that's frustrating when you have the best team and everybody else has their best games against you. Uh, our Dynasty League, where you are, I think, four and one, and I am one and four. Maybe I've won two games now, but I'm the second highest scoring team to only you. And uh, but. I have had the most points put up against me. So I completely get that. I'm Greg, about to be one and five and one. Sorry. Five and one. Nice. Uh-huh. Greg says, when's the keeper's heart old fashioned football bottled whiskey collaboration. Uh, if you want to head on over to keeper's heart and start pitching that to them, tell them that they should absolutely <laughs> sign up. We will that would be, be there. That would be amazing. Um, yeah. We, uh, and then he said, or any distillery and where can I buy? We've talked a little bit about the, the foundry here in mm-hmm. Iowa does that. Um, they do customize customization whiskeys that you mm-hmm. can get it, get it. But uh, yeah, we we would be down for any of that. A collab would be mm-hmm. awesome. That's one of our our dream goal type things. It's just normally when you do that, it's a little uh, high financially priced, and we it's we an need investment. some backers for that. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Anders says, looking for running back depth. Is it fair to trade Tua or Trevor Lawrence, Jerome Ford, and Jalen Warren? current running back oh sorry trade two of four trevor lawrence jerome ford and jalen warren current running backs are Mixon, javante williams kenneth gainwell justice hill and ingram uh yeah i completely understand when you draft javante williams and he's a huge letdown because that's happened to me two of for trevor lawrence jerome ford and jalen warren you know it's all a perspective of what your the person that has those players is after. And if they think it's good, I don't think it's an unfair trade. It's not one of those trades that you see on the internet. It's on Reddit where everybody's like, this should have been vetoed and all that. That's not a trade that should have been vetoed. Tua is the, the best quarterback in that mm-hmm. situation. Jerome Ford has been hit and miss kind of, and Jalen Warren being a backup running back, but I do like adding that depth to yes. your team. Yeah, so, I don't think it's unfair. No, definitely not mm-hmm. unfair. Thanks for checking in, Jacob. Don't forget to hit that thumbs up button for us. Don't forget to hit subscribe. The game has started. The Chargers are winning as Keenan Allen just caught a touchdown pass from Justin Herbert. Don't yes, you sat him because uh Oh fuck. I sorry. <laughs> I have I have I sat him in one league. Yeah. Okay. My my stacked league. Oh, you have him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Sorry. Sorry. We're trying to keep it more PG on the swearing, and I'm I really messed that up this episode, guys. <laughs> Your mom checking in. I know I'm new to football, but is it okay for the defender to hold the arm of a receiver down in the end zone? Um, apparently, to the refs this weekend, that is perfectly acceptable. If you think about the uh, the um, the Giants Bills game, Giants have it first and goal, and he literally pulled. You could see the jersey separate from the shoulder pad. They did not call it. The uh, the refs are terrorists, and that's an excellent point. Go to sgpn.com or sg.pn, sg.pn slash merch. Um, go, go to Sports Gambling Podcast store. You yes. can get yourself a shirt that says refs are terrorists, so if the, the ref has <laughs> ruined or cost your I'd team. I'd like to see mom in a refs are terrorists shirt. Yes, uh, if they've cost your fantasy football team or the team you cheer for, to uh, lose a game, then uh, go get a refs or terrorist shirt to show those refs who's boss. And while you're there, pick up an old fashioned football t-shirt an old fashioned football hat. Like the one I got on here, 
we got multiple options on t-shirts, multiple options on the hats. And uh, it's just a great way to help support us. Another great way doing things like signing up for underdog. We're really pushing the underdog and $500, $500. They match up to $500. That's not going to last forever. That's a lot of free money. If you can, as much as you can afford to put in there, you know, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue, but as much as you can afford to put in to underdog, they're going to match it. That's free money mm-hmm. that you can play some bets and maybe, you take that free money, say you get the $500 and you hit a scorcher, which is five times the money. What's, or sorry, not five times, a hundred times. times the money. Let's get it right What's here. What's 500 times a hundred? 50 grand. Boom. And uh, you can pay off your car, your, your house, whatever, you know, and be, be sitting nice there. So make sure you go do that. It helps us a lot. We got time for one more question. Alex says, would you trade Devonte Adams for Cooper cup? I picked up Adams as my first pick in my draft position, but I've been super disappointed in his usage so far. Just worried about cup and his injury. I think cup is good to go. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to continue to be a beast. I would want to get Cooper cup. Yeah. If the, especially if this is a PPR league, I, I mean, both those guys are really good. I think you're going to have some up and down teams, but I think Cooper cup, and Matt Stafford mm-hmm. have a much better connection than Jimmy G mm-hmm. and Devontae Adams, which is now right now Brian Hoyer and Devontae Adams. So yes. And I do like that trade. I was I wasn't sure how Cooper Cup was gonna look right away coming up, but he has looked great. Oh, he, he stepped right back in. So it. I I support this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I am a big fan of it. I am all in on Cooper Cup. Yeah. Uh, do you got anything else to add? No, this has been fun. Yeah, thank you all. Don't forget. I just uh, stepped on you again. I know. I felt it. Don't worry. Um, if you can, go leave us a, a rating and review, whether that be on Spotify or Apple. Uh, we prefer the five stars, but Miranda is always stuck to the fact that she's not going to hold you to that. I might. I might be bitter if it's not five stars, but that's okay. You can deal with <laughs> We're not going to call you out or anything. Um, I absolutely <laughs> will call you out for a bad review, but uh, the five stars we we love to have. It really helps us a lot. Mm-hmm. No, it, it does let the, the organization know like, hey, we got listeners that are liking us. And uh, just all that support, anything you can do to help support us really helps. Subscribe on your podcast Hit platform. that like button. Hit smash the like it. button. Smash it. Smash the subscribe. Yeah. yeah all this is where I need my gavel, Just There you go. Bam. <laughs> all that stuff helps us, so we really appreciate it. Uh, you don't have anything else? Am I supposed to have something else? No, I'm just checking. My old fashioned's not gone. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> it's really good. I'll finish it. I just didn't finish it on the show. <laughs> All right, good luck, everybody, on your waivers. We will be back on Thursday for Start Sit. Make sure you check out everything on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Going once, going twice. Sold. Old-fashioned football.